This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. (laughs) Question. Yeah. Do I look like a real mom today? Oh, for sure. (laughs) I feel like one. Girl, get in your Sienna and take them soccer soccer practice. practice. But you're also, you live in... Middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. No, I was going to say like Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, that's not my favorite. Columbia, South Carolina, it's February because you have on, you know, a turtleneck. It's like 68 to 70 outside, you know, so you got on long sleeves. I am even more offended than I thought, (laughs) but I will say I did. Girl, you look good. No, see, I thought I looked like a real mom because I look like the way. You you look like a a mom who also just like left her very important job, which is true in all those statements. No, I'm getting more offended. I just thought I looked like a 90s, like a mom, like a real mom. Describe your outfit and tell us what parts. Well, it's a waffle knit turtleneck in like a green like a sage green I've got my actual mom's gold earrings on but it's like a circle a square and a triangle or something like that and then always teaching always be teaching those moms it's shapes we got them we're like (laughs) geometry with my jewelry geometry with my jewelry and then it's my hair which I hate right now it just like both of us are having existential hair what am I gonna do What am I going to do? Well, you have a haircut scheduled for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm actually getting mine toned and I'm getting a blowout tomorrow. So I'm going to enter the weekend with a blowout. (laughs) Well, hey, just just keep digging there with the mom stuff. I I mean, I love it. And I just, I look like, I don't know. How How do I explain it? Why do you think I look like a mom? I mean, it's all about the turtleneck for me. Mm -hmm. But it's it's all about the hair for me. Let me just say, when do I look like a dad? With your hat? With my hat. Yeah, with your act. It's called a dad hat. With my dad hat. Uh A baseball hat. Baseball hat on. Uh Is that like the defining feature? See, but when you look like a dad, it's... When Neo's not around. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy or dad? (laughs) 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 I mean, I'm honored you went there. When you look like a dad, you have your baseball hat on, but then there's like this morning where you had your t-shirt and your puff vest, and that's sort of like a current Asheville dad. I just feel like the description of a mom. I can't explain it. It's like Mom USA. I'm Mom USA. Mom USA. I could be in Minnesota. I could be in Montana, South Carolina. Ooh, Montana's a good one. Mom USA. That's all we need to know. Everybody now understands fully. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Speaking of moms, no. I am now the mom to eight, nine, ten, eleven, no, ten, ten babies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why you look like a mom. <laughs> yeah. You got ten, ten babies. And wh- what are they doing right now? Well, three are very cold. Cryogenically sh- frozen. Yep, yep, they're shivering. They're, no, four. Yep. Three. Doing their best Han Solo impersonations. Three. Uh-huh. The rest I'm not sure about. Uh-huh. I'm really not. <laughs> because the last time we had... It's like those commercials in the 90s. Do you know it's 530? <laughs> Do you know where your kids are? They probably need that sign at the opening door of the fertility clinic, right? Like, <laughs> Do you I mean, know where your babies are? Where even is the freezer that they're in? Is it there? 
Yeah, it's there. It's in these big vats. On premise? On premise. You've seen I, it? Well, I've at least seen the short term. I don't know. Maybe they move them. Where's the short term? They're like kind of big cauldrons. They're like big round <laughs> cauldrons and there's tentacles coming out of them. No, 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 but they're like they're cylindrical steel and I've seen her they open and like pull up a thing and it's like in these tubes. It's very space. Okay, pause. Listen, when our babies, the day that you get to see them, that's the day that that they're actually putting them together, sperm right, and egg. Right. They're... After that, we're gone. We don't see them freeze them until day. They they do that on day six and six, five and six. So, what are you seeing them freeze some other baby because it's day five, six for somebody else's kid? Probably. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so they're you know they got stuff to do every day. Okay. It's not just the. Adam and Muddy Soul Clinic. No, but I just, you know, all those things happening in that same glass room. I, I just know. remember as I'm sitting there, watch during your retrieval, I can't which, they open which and welcome close listeners it. to the Reading Aloud podcast. That's what we're going to talk about today. As I'm sitting there watching, I'm, I'm also watching one of techs or somebody going into this room, and it looks like it's like a dry ice room. It's not, but it's like from the freezer, you know, and there's steam coming out and stuff like that. So, wow. But they're they don't, they're not lifting up and down other But it doesn't look babies. like million. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. it, and I, I'm just guessing that those were like some of the freezer yeah. vets. And that's why I said they could also be short term because maybe there's also another. It's probably got to be like beehives. Like you can't just. Incredibly important things. I mean, they're dealing with. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. open and close like babies yeah. can't come yeah. out. This and isn't get, your yeah. fridge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. The meat will spoil <laughs> if you open and close the cryobank. Yes. Now that we figured out all I also of now, science, I also now want. Now that you said the word bank, I kind of want it to be like Gringotts Bank and Harry Potter. It, where it, we're I bet like, you it is. They we go, go to those goblins, and then they're like. What's your number? Yeah. And then we go down and we're like, zip down, you know? Nerd alert. How many times do you think I've said nerd alert on this podcast? Uh, Enough. A a bunch. And I often find it you say it around me. Anytime (laughs) I make a reference about anything fantasy, you're like, nerd alert. No, it's you being like, where are you coming from? (laughs) I mean, that's the nerdy part. I mean, the other day you were like, have you ever been to a Ren Fest? And I'm like, first of all, you're the one abbreviating it to Ren Fest. I did not say that. I have it on video. I was saying Renaissance. <laughs> Let's roll the tape on that one because I'm pretty <laughs> sure you referred to it as Ren Fest. Okay. And? Or Ren, Ren Festival. No, Ren Fest. Okay. So? And I said yes. And you immediately go, nerd alert. I did. I did. And then you were like, what's that supposed to mean? And I exploded in laughter because I was like, I've never had you misunderstand me. Like, you know that I don't know shit about a renaissance, a ren fan. (laughs) I just wonder, I mean, I'm no renaissance festival. I mean, I'm sure that people abbreviated to that. I just never heard it. Oh, no, they do. They do. Yeah. That's why I asked because that's how it was asked for me. But I don't think I said it that way. Got Regardless. It. Yeah. And I said, nerd alert. And you were like, what? That what? What's that supposed to mean? And I'm like, what? Do you not know me? Now, if I was going to perform at the Renaissance Festival. Then you'd be really talented and cool. Okay. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
So the people that are in character at the Renaissance Festival. Dedicate their whole lives to it. Right. And they're really cool. Yeah, because that's a commitment. But just by going to a Renaissance Festival. That's a passionate commitment with skill building. They're not the nerds. I think they would actually consider themselves the nerds. Fine, but they're talented professionals. I totally agree. But the people who go... Are nerds. I mean, we are losing listeners by... Yeah, because my friend who went, I was like, what is it? And she was like, there's all sorts of people there. It's so fun. Yeah, it's like a, going to amusement park. You know, you're going there to like go in there to have fun. There's but all kinds of like, activities and games. This, and- is what, this is what she said. Marisol, you would love the outfits. Wrong. People say that about, for you, about literally any time there's outfits. Little do they know, Halloween's your least favorite holiday. Oh my God, I could do a whole podcast on that. Dress up is different than styling, which is what you do. Well, and I like dress up if I have it and it comes natural. I hate DIY. I mean, why does everybody have to be a DIYer to make Halloween work? Because otherwise you're buying because plastic shit that you're never going to wear again. People conflate what you do, which is styling and personal image with design, you know. Why do I still think the word conflating is making something bigger than it really is? It is interchangeable. Missing. Did I use it incorrectly there? I'm pretty sure I fought you on this pretty hard and you were right. That usually happens. Watch I'm gonna, it. <laughs> I'm going to come across our little stool that we record on. And... <laughs> are we talking about eggs or what? Yes, we are. All right. So we had an egg retrieval. It went pretty well. We had 14 follicles. They got 13 eggs, which was pretty freaking awesome, which was more than last time. They got 10 eggs last time in 2020. So all around, the whole numbers thing was pretty significant in the sense that from 2020 to now, they were expecting just overall less of Decrease everything. in everything. Everything. Yep. Beyond that, eight made it to blastocysts, which again, last time was seven. And the blast phase is at the point at which they freeze them. Yeah, it's yeah. where they basically have burst into enough cells, like they've multiplied into enough cells to, con- to consider themselves an embryo, like a full potential baby. Otherwise, they kind of stalled out, in other words. Like they just didn't make it today. Two didn't turn into four, for example, cells. So eight of them made it. The first thing I noticed was like how they were dropping off was different than they dropped off with our first batch. It was like bigger numbers were dropping down. We started with higher numbers, but they were dropping down a little more. But we couldn't help it and just recognize that we had one more than last time. And they get graded or rated before they get frozen. And our ratings were just overall lower. We talked about this last time. And it's a number and then and two letters. And the letters are just A, B, and C. The and number's it, actually the day that it turned into a blastocyst. Did you know that? I thought no. the number no, was no, no, the no, size. No, 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 you're right. You're right, you're right, yeah. you're right, right. And then, and then the letters are, the, are basically the qualities of the inner and outer cells. When Neo was coming along and through that process, he was a 6AA, the healthiest, best embryo that they're looking for, mm-hmm. for it to be a successful transfer. Mm-hmm. This isn't like genetic testing on how smart the thing's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's just the quality of the embryo yeah. in order for the transfer to be successful. So mm-hmm. I think that's an important distinction because, you know, you're already kind of assigning numbers mm-hmm. to this actual, you know, human. human. And so I just want to be cognizant of that. It's like, oh, Neo was the best, but it's like, it was just in terms of the egg 
and the ability for it to be a healthy transfer, not right. in terms of like genetic testing on yeah this anything, kind of anything anything else. Yeah. yeah, and when it came time to do the transfer of our two genetically normal embryos from 2020, he was the first one they tried because he was the six AA, whereas the other one was the five AB. Now, ultimately, the 5AB, B being the external cells, which are the sticky cells, the B, that didn't have an impact. The baby, we had a successful transfer and the baby implanted in our gestational carrier just fine. It was something else, right? That it turned out to be genetics beyond chromosomal testing. So we got all these eight tested and seven are incompatible with life. So that was different. Last time, four were compatible with life. Three were incompatible. Now of those four from last time, two were genetically abnormal, had genetic abnormalities, but their potential, they had a potential to survive. So we have one. Yeah. And that's all you need. That's all you need is one. It only takes one. That's it. But that's it. Only one was compatible. I have begun to settle in this second round of IVF, and we've had lots of conversations about this feels like we are, we're open to many possibilities, but in the end, there will be closure in whatever direction presents itself. And this felt like a, a real reinforcement of that. It didn't feel like, oh, we had eight and three or two were compatible with life, and so now we have options. It really feels like whatever happens with this next one, it will be like there were no others really compatible with life. But that's not true. I would do the mosaic after this. I you feel would like, do the mosaic after this. Oh, yeah, because that one has a potential of survival. And the other one that we have cryopreserved from 2020 has a, has a genetic abnormality that would create a very difficult life and yeah. to choose that is for that individual since we have the choice you know i could imagine if they had worst case presentation of that genetic abnormality that they might be really they would struggle and they might be really it's interesting right like yeah. they're yeah but you know that they might be really that might be really sad for them and hard for starters they would be infertile so that's already a struggle for a potential thing in their lives. Right. So that one's not an option for us. And I would definitely do the mosaic, but I've told you that before. Yeah, you have. What I'm just saying you? where I'm at. Um, oh, you wouldn't do the mosaic? I mean, it would be a decision point, but I think my initial thing would be no. Wow. If it makes it, it's a healthy baby. It's just it might not make it. Yeah. That's just where I'm at right now. Interesting. So how how are we going to move forward with that? Because I value that. Well, I think we have to talk about that. I mean, I'm not I'm not closed off to it. It is just like, again, I'm just coming from the place right now where I have felt settled in finality is probably yeah, closure, a, closure, yeah. you know, to this journey that we've talked mm -hmm. about multiple times started at the beginning of 2017. There is a growing desire in me to have that closure and to begin to like settle into what our lives are going to look like. That's not saying I just want to have just Neo or just want to have another kid. Like I'm open to whatever that is. I feel my heart feels super open to whatever that is, but I want to know that. And I want to be able to, for our family to move forward mm -hmm. with that like certainty. Now mm -hmm. surprises can always happen. I understand that, but just like to the degree that we know 
like I want to be able to move forward with that certainty. And so that eight down to one felt like a reflection of that. Speaking of, we still have a sex goal to complete in 2023. (laughs) And I am yet again not on birth control. What what's your plan? Is now the time for the vasectomy? Woof, huh? Woof. That's a but I mean talk about closure. Talk about closure. I for the first time ever I feel really good about that. Cuz I, you know, not that long yeah. ago I had said if this doesn't work, are we having a vasectomy? Oh my god, go get one. Are you ready? There's some scissors right over there. <laughs> oh, ooh. Are you ready? Would you do it? <laughs> um Okay, here's what's going through. Yes, yes, I would do it. Not about the, like, kid thing. More about the, like, <laughs> it's so scary. So, yeah. like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, of course, that. it's, I mean, I've just, I've never had surgery. I know it happens all the time, and everybody's Pretty like, sure oh, it's, it's local. Not, not a big deal. You know, yeah, it's local. Yeah. I don't even fully go under. Mm-hmm. It's like, I understand it's not a big deal. I also can't deny the, like, anxiety that comes up in me when I think about it. Well, so think about what it would take for you to prepare for that because... I mean, just doing it. Like, just, uh I mean, like, I don't know if this is the healthiest way, but honestly, the words that come in my mind are like, just, you know, man up, cowboy up, do it, cowboy up, do it. I don't know. Maybe I, I mean, I feel like I'm being somewhat elementary about that. Do you think we're jumping the gun? Because I feel really like, here's what I think is making me say, wow, that's an option. Because I would say that like, you also felt really clear about getting pregnant yourself. Like not wanting to. Right. So uh, again, with the new information of how these eggs turned out, I, I I feel even further reinforced that like me, us getting pregnant on our own has a lot of opportunity for miscarriage, a lot of opportunity for genetic abnormality potentially. And also the fact that I don't want to be pregnant. Yeah. That it would be a very, the whole, very difficult on, on your body. And all which of is that. Why we, yeah, yeah, which is why, you know, our bestie suggested to do it for us. I mean, you, that's yeah, not a The whole reason decision. we're going through surrogacy in the first place. Yeah, it's yeah. been a year preparing for that. And for the first time ever, after the loss of this baby over the summer, I was, the first thing I wanted to do was, how do we move forward in a way that I know where we're going? And instantly I was like, definitely want to do another egg retrieval. I didn't think we have said many times, I didn't think that we would do that. I had said, we're not going to do it again. And then I wanted to do it again. So we did it again, which was not necessarily your first instinct, but then you were open to it. And now that that's done, I, in that period of time, I'm glad we did it. It felt like an easy thing for me to do for the potential of that outcome. And I feel so comfortable with our family the way it is. I really, same with you, totally that's, open. That's what I'm communicating right now. Like I'm, I am totally open. I'm not, I'm totally open, but like what we have is like what we have. Like I think the, the idea of a vasectomy though, it's like birth control is not great. It's not great for you. No, no, it's not great. It's not great for women in general. The IUD has always scared the crap out of me yeah. based on how sensitive my cervix is. And just in general, I'm like over being the one to have to protect myself from getting pregnant, like having to do the hard thing. Boy, the Reading Aloud podcast really brings out some decisions. Y'all are hearing this live right now. I'm ready. 
I, I, I am ready. That's easy for me to say, but totally. not actually but that not easy. Actually, but no, we don't even not. have a second baby, and that's what we want. And I'm saying, let's make that. Let's truly make this our final two options. Yeah, the mosaic and this current baby. I think I'd like to get. I, the, I feel. I feel. I feel okay with do that. Do you want to get the full genetic results? Well, of this I'm sure baby? we're going to have to. Come on, for real. How slow do I move on medical things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, a snail who... Knowing that you could get me pregnant before the end of 2023, based on our sex goal, should be motivation shenough. Shenough. What are you going to do if I get pregnant? We'll just we'll celebrate and <laughs> deal with that. Oh, cool. You'll celebrate. Cool. <laughs> the last thing I will share about the embryo is that we had three of those genetically abnormal embryos that had the same chromosomal abnormality. So they wanted to do genetic testing on us. And that's the first time we've ever had that to see if we're carriers of this abnormality or somehow carriers of something. And it was an eyebrow raiser that there were three. It didn't feel like a coincidence. And I don't know that they looked back at our old ones too, to see if those any of those had it. It's interesting. I think that there will potentially be, it will potentially be telling us to why we might not have gotten pregnant, which we've never really known the truth of that. And as far as I understand it, it might change the outcome of this particular, the normal one that might tell them more information. And I don't understand why. And we'll know more in a couple of weeks when our results come back. But that's what I understand. It may not actually be normal or viable. And we're running low on options. And that's fine. We have a great life. We have a great life. And there would be, for me, for me, it's about that certainty. Like I would be so excited to have, if it, if to, to be able to have the opportunity and the privilege to, you know, get to raise another human and to start that process over and for Neo to have a sibling and all the goodness and excitement that comes with that. I would also be happy and excited to know that this is our family and we're just with Neo and we never have to deal with sleep training again or and whatever, all the things, you know, not like it's even that bad. I mean, it's bad in the moment, but it's it's really hard in the horrific. moment, horrific in the moment. But like, you know, I just want to be able I know I've said this now like four times on this podcast, but I just want to be able to settle in the and of course setting aside surprises and whatever but like settle settling in the like knowledge that like this is our family after seven plus years of navigating like the family planning journey and infertility and IVF and all the different things that we've documented extensively on the podcast that this is it you know like here we are and now let's let's continue to grow in new ways and move forward and face mm-hmm. new challenges. Mm-hmm. And that space is something that I f- I'm craving. What do you uh, love that? I mean, that was very, that very much felt clear. What would your grief look like if the door closed and none of these other possible, none of these other embryos were possibilities? What, what is your it's grief? hard to say because I don't know. I don't, I feel like that's one thing that I'm not sure until we're in it because or until that happens, because at present moment, my narrative is, I want that clarity. There is no grief. Mm-hmm. I want that space, as I just said, in our lives where this isn't a constant conversation or mm-hmm. thing that's like sitting with us. There is no grief. I'm sure there's going to be grief, but it's hard for me to imagine right now. 
So uh, to answer the question, what does my grief look like? It's really hard because right now it's it's really unknown. Hmm. I can tune into mine, which is that I think a friend said it really well, like either either direction will have a adjustment. That's what she said. We'll have some kind of adjustment. Either you're adjusting to having another kid or you're adjusting to not. And I think that was the best way to put it. It's like the uncomfortability of an adjustment like that in both directions. Yeah. I feel like I also through the last the last baby that we lost, like really like grieved some of that mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Like there was some of that grieving through that because well, we think- were so invested in that one. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's been a, it's, it's a different experience for me this time. A hundred percent. And I, I think that the way that we know that that's true is the acceptance of having uh, one kid. And that's how I know that we both have grieved. You know, there would be more for me because I still am sitting with a possibility. So there is still an adjustment, but the fact that we're both in acceptance of just having one kid. Right. And for me, it was just so humbling to know that none of this was sure, even though it felt so sure. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay, so I can't hold that expectation. So what does it look like to be in the reality that I now understand, which is that we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm open to any and all. Yeah. I feel good. So are we going to say what what sex the baby is? Sure. We made five girls and three boys, and this one is a boy. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Oh, we might get old chickadee," uh, or "There's a possibility for a girl," and you know, that's just not 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 in not in, not in the plans. And if we go plan. forward with the vasectomy plan, it really will be our two la- final potential options are both genetically males. Mm-hmm. That's it. I really thought we might actually get a girl this time. Isn't that interesting? I was like, how did we both have that deep feeling? Both of us had a. I think it's, you know, who knows? It's that that blurry lines between like intuition and desire. Well, intuition has been shit for me for this whole thing. Although I don't know. Because we're so emotionally invested in it, you know. But, I, you know, it was a wave. It was a feeling. I'm sitting in the doctor's office for an appointment and it just was, I didn't ask the question is it just was like a wave of there's a girl and you you just said the night before you're like I I don't know I get a feeling that it's a girl but like sure it could be wishful thinking but I didn't really have a wish we were asked many times what would we choose I think we talked about it on the podcast Uh given the choice so all right kitten head meow talk to you more talk to you Tim meower talk to <laughs> oh my god now um, calm down okay now don't take it too far <laughs> we're terrible love you dad jokers thanks y'all for listening and participating we always have a great time with you and if you enjoy the podcast please go online and rate review share this with your friends this is the way that we build this community yeah all right bye, bye.